Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark. Good morning, Central Susquehanna Valley. You're listening to On the Mark. I am Ben Reichley, and across from me is the distinguished alumni from Juniata College, the Juniata <laughs> College, Mike Malsevich, local business person, local political person, and local person. Person. Uh, good, good, good morning, Mr. and Mrs. North America and all the ships at sea. Yes. For 20 yeah. points, who said that? Uh, was that John Paul Jones? Uh, I don't think so. No, I thought I thought the bassist of Led Zeppelin said that. <laughs> but, uh, no, we have a, a full show today. Uh, Mark Lawrence is enjoying a, uh, is he taking a respite in between uh, this half-hour break? Uh, yeah, you, well, can, you, well, can, you can call it that. We'll hear him at the top of the hour. Uh, like I said, we have uh, information given, information taken today, and uh, hopefully at the end of the show uh, we'll ask each other what we learned today, and hopefully you ask yourself what you learned today after listening to On the Mark. Right. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. If you need motor transportation, if you need a vehicle that has a engine and a battery, or if you need a uh, vehicle that just has a battery, go see the people at Sunbury Motors. you got Fords, you got Hyundais over on 4th Street, you got Kias over on 1115, and the coupon special, Mike, you know what that is? That the coupon stands. special? That stands. You drive a car, you go test drive a car today, and you buy it today or you buy it tomorrow, you get a lunch coupon for either Penn's Tavern or the Sunbury Sub Shop. And again, the Sunbury Sub Shop. All right. So uh, see Jeff Flock, and he will get you set up for those lunch coupons. But you drive it, you test drive it, you buy it, you get a lunch at two establishments that are uh, supreme for our area. Okay. Coupons. Coupons. Mike, I know uh, environmentally we, we have uh, something going on in the valley. Uh, so we'll get into that. But first, uh, we're going to go to the phones because I believe uh, this is like the opening kickoff of an NFL football game. So it's the opening kickoff for On the Mark, I believe, every day, Monday to Friday. Stan, you tee it up. <laughs> uh, good morning. Uh, I have a question for you, Ben. You work in, uh, well, you, you do underground stuff, but uh, above, above surface stuff. Uh, <laughs> do you think it's possible to... Uh, to build a, a railroad from the Pacific Coast to the Indian Ocean and maybe to Africa? Well, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of pylons, a lot of uh, trusses, and a lot of things. But, uh, yeah, President Biden got geographically confused, I believe, uh, when he thought they could build that railroad. But I think he'd probably try to get the Hawaiian Islands involved, and maybe, uh, maybe you have to go a little northwest to Guam and then back over. But, yeah, it would be an engineering feat that would be above the Hoover Dam. <laughs> and people called Trump crazy. Anyways... <laughs> but, but did you notice in that little clip that he had, you know, he also talked about the world's largest solar field in Angola. Yes. I'm sorry, but why would the U.S. taxpayers be funding a solar farm in Angola? 
Well, especially with uh, what the Chinese have been doing for the last 10 to 15 years there, we've sort of lost our footing in uh, in Africa, particularly Sub-Saharan Africa uh, and India and a little bit, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, also in South America and Central America. But, yeah, uh, confusion, uh, his handlers, uh, I, I, and I say this on a very... Um, Generic side. I, I have been with politicians. I have been with folks when uh, you're you're trying to get to a an event or you're at an event and you're trying to make the event go 15 minutes, not 22 minutes. I've been there when things have gone off the rails. But the uh, uh, in full disclosure, my mother was a press secretary for the governor of California's office, so I've I've, I've heard the other stories too. But if you ever watch. A lot of the handlers for a president, any president, particularly this president, though, are sort of standing on the sides. Sometimes you can have a interesting time watching their facial expressions or them trying not to have facial expressions uh, when a politician speaks. And, and, and Mike, you've, you've been on both sides of that. Fence. Right, right. But I was just thinking of the original comment. Uh, one of the reasons, I'm not that familiar with what you're discussing, but uh, one of the reasons we do economic development overseas is so the Chinese don't yes. and, and get a foothold and establish uh, a trading partners, uh, economic development, uh, national uh, relations, sometimes security relations. So there are, there are other reasons. Yeah. And, and we are so far behind the Chinese on the Belt and Road program, meaning that the Chinese have finally come out and said that. But yeah, you're right. You, you want economic development. I know there's some callers here who have called in and say, well, why do we spend money overseas? And, and if you look at our overall budget, it is such a small percent of foreign aid. However, one of the things I will say, Stan and, and, and Mike, is that if we do foreign aid, it needs to have the American flag on it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you, you can you can cut the ribbon, Mr. Prime Minister, or Mrs. Prime Minister. You can cut the ribbon, but we're, we're going to have your flag and our flag on that ribbon. But you know, feel free to cut the ribbon. Uh, we're glad to build your roads. We're glad to build your schools. We'll build your water plants. We'll build your sewer plants. We'll, we'll do those things. Oh, and by the way, uh, we'll put a little in your slush fund in Switzerland for you, but we're going to cut the ribbon with an American flag and your country's flag so your people know that America helped. And they also become a trading partner and purchase our exports. Yes. When, when their economies do better. Yeah, and some of our exports that we can't use, so that's why we export them. Yes, and we're failing miserable at all of it. Uh, now, we're not, somebody has to we're not doing to as well. Why we're sending USAID to China. Uh, that's that's one that is uh, that's that, that is one that is uh, unexplainable at this time with the circumstances going around with the world. Uh, our uh, our priorities seem to be sometimes not in Mer- in the U.S. or America's best interest. When again we're funding we're funding things that help the Chinese or help the Russians, and it doesn't seem to fit with uh, with. Uh, Joe and uh, Jane Smith, America. Absolutely. So, but I do have one word on the Angola uh, solar farm. It's possible he was mistaken that for the Angola prison down there in Louisiana, because <laughs> that way he can look out across the fields as he spends time there. Just uh, saying. So you all have a great day. <laughs> okay, you too, Stan. Take care Thanks. and uh, and yep. uh, get ready for kickoff on Monday. Okay. <laughs> yep. Bye.
Uh, we do got now a caller, but uh, Mike, uh, again on foreign aid, you, you you want that to be a, a positive for both sides. Right. However, mm-hmm. in the real world, you know that there are going to be uh, percentages that go here and go there. But you you want to create an atmosphere within the country that is is pro-American and good American. However. As we've seen in the past, sometimes we have uh, thrown good money after bad. Right, right. So we're going to go to Bob. Bob, you're on the phone. I believe you want to talk about phone bills that are rising. Yes. Well, then we'll have to keep it short. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, the question is, you know, okay, now I have a a regular landline in that, but what about, you know, a concern for those businesses uh, who, you know, I'm going to say rely on, on phone and phone service? I mean... I mean, how does that help them, or, or how does that hurt them? It's an extra cost, business expense, yes. um, right? Uh, but it's hard to argue the cause that right. this, this uh, increase went to. Yeah, I guess what I didn't see the exact percentage of the increase. Was it uh, a few cents? Yeah, a couple cents here and there. But also, too, I will say this. I uh, just... Uh, Cut my landline. I think you can use that term. Well, so, it's not uh, just landlines. I think it's all, it's right. all, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think it's across the board. It's across the board, yeah. and it's it's it adds to that list of fees, surcharges, taxes uh, that go on the bottom of all phone bills. Yeah, which uh, very few of us can comprehend and understand. And even when your accountant or CFO looks at them and says, "Please, uh, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense," you know it's a bit confusing. And that's where the legislator can stand, step in and say, "Listen, no, no, no. You have common sense billing, common sense invoicing, so the consumer can understand what they're paying for, yes. and they can decide what they want." Yes, as well as the business people too. All right, thank you very much, gentlemen. Thanks. Good job. Good thank you. Well, Mike, we have a uh, new phone number here, and uh, it's a uh, 743-9695 number, so uh, we're, uh, we're fine on, on, a, on a new phone number, so it wasn't an 800 number that we had here. Uh, and again, though, uh, I know we're going to get into it, we're going we're gonna to take a uh, break coming up here, but uh, we can sort of tease the audience with uh, the environmental business and is trying to relocate or locate here in right, the central right, Susquehanna right. Valley. Right. Uh, interesting project. Uh, following it from a distance, uh, reading uh, what I can, uh, listening to the news on, on this project. But it does raise questions. And as we were talking earlier, uh, big expensive project. And <laughs> who is financing this? And if regular citizens are questioning this, you would think the financiers might also be questioning it. And who is the company? Who owns the company? And as you probably vet other companies and when you're doing business, who's the board of directors? Who are they? Where do they? What do they represent? That's, what are their interests? And we talked about that before we went on. One of the questions I have has been, who are these people? Who owns them? Who are the board of directors? Like we talked about here, and you, you just you just talked about it, and uh, that seems not to have come up. Now, the process, the science behind the process, the business model—well, that's all up for discussion. Right? Uh, you know, people complaining that there's a uh, uh, you know something's thirty feet more than it should be from a variant from a, uh, a height on a tower. Okay, that that's stuff that can be worked out. Right. Right. But you know, people. 
start to understand, not in my backyard, once you do that, you might be living all by yourself because uh, there's people who brought property, who had a great view of the central Susquehanna Valley or, or the west branch of the river coming down through Nori in Winfield, and now they have a right, beautiful right. bridge there. I think, beautiful. But uh, some people might say that uh, ruined their view. But uh, one of the things is I, I always get concerned with the people not in my backyard and this and that, and my property values are going to go down, and, and then you get into some of that. However, the basic business model is at question right now. Right, right. And, and I haven't heard any of the other businesses in the neighborhood weighing in yet. They might just be sitting back, but it's not just residential properties down there. There's other businesses along that uh, stretch of highway. Let's take a call before we go to the break. Eric, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. If Stan took the kickoff, then Eric is bringing the defense onto the field. Uh, well, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we're, 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 was the kickoff out of the end zone, so you're starting at the 25? Uh, and I'm on defense. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're just... How about, how about, how about a uh, Democrat who's doing a good job? I think our governor is... Um, doing a real fine job stepping up to the plate, uh, especially with this I-95 uh, resolution issue, using a good Pennsylvania company, I guess, just down the uh, turnpike there from uh, where it happened, using some Pennsylvania, new, limited Pennsylvania products and so forth. And uh, I, I think our, our governor so far is passing uh, with passing grades. Your thoughts? Well, I, I, I think it's an incomplete uh, from a standpoint that the largest thing he could do. I mean, this I-95 project, okay, he had some great advice from some engineers. And one of the things is, one of the things you have to remember, Governor Shapiro is governor. He's governor to become president of the United States. So he is going to govern to become president. So he uh, got some great uh, advice from, and he went to engineers, and I give give him credit. He went to construction people and engineers, and people said, this is how you could do this quickly. Now, it's unproven to a degree. They can do it. They've done it on smaller scales, I understand. Now, I've been in Harrisburg for three days this week, so you hear some things. But one of the things, Eric, I'd say the most important thing he can get is the budget. And it does not look like, unless they do some uh, horse trading, that we won't have a budget on time. Right. Uh, with regard to I-95, good. yes, he, he did step out on the issue uh, right away, uh, did it well. And my other thought on, on this I-95, incident was this is a repeat performance of an incident that happened in Harrisburg. Harrisburg. Yeah, about right there at 322.81. Exactly. So hopefully there's uh, the learning curve will be uh, less uh, because we, we've gone through this. Mm -hmm. Same type of truck, same type of fuel, same type of accident almost. And uh, so, yeah, hope, hopefully they do it well, do it better, and we'll, we'll come out better with, uh, from it. Oh, I, I'm well aware of that incident. That I was commuting to Harrisburg doing that whole experience, and um, and uh, as that was going on, we had to find a way. We found a back road to get around that whole incident, so we could even get into work that day. And then, yes, the uh, tie-ups and everything. Now, difference with that is the the one in Harrisburg, of course, was on an elevated ramp. It wasn't on the ground, so we didn't have the, the opportunity to do what they're doing there. But. Uh, yeah, I think I think the governor's doing an adequate job, and of course, you know, he's proposed a budget. I think you know there's been some trying to add on to it, take away from it, and that's politics. I mean, as a state employee, yeah, I I watch the budget every year, and a couple of years there, they they didn't pay us because it wasn't a budget. So yeah, what, what, uh, what do you what do you what do you do for work? 
I used to work for the Department of Human Services down in Harrisburg. I've since retired, but uh, yeah. Okay. I worked uh, 34 years for DHS. Okay, great. Well, Eric, appreciate the call. We will get on to on the mark, and your defense uh, your defense did well. It's uh, it's third and third and ten for the offense. As a former defensive player, Ben, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Take, <laughs> right, care. Take care, guys. Thanks. So, so did so did Ben? Did you play uh, at Juniata? I, I actually did. I actually did. <laughs> they, they let me on the field a little bit for uh, one year. Your no, whole for a whole career. Your whole six yeah, years yeah, there. I got to. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a boring story. But uh, anyway, you're listening on the mark. Uh, phone number five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be back, and we're going to discuss a little Encina. Plus, uh, I'm going to throw some little budget information out there. Uh, just FYI. Okay. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Oh, a little deep purple here. This is back in your heyday. Deep purple. Is that... uh Oh, uh, my, my lady from Tokyo. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, okay. Was, that Rich, was this Richie uh, Blackmore still playing guitar at that time? So, uh, anyway, you listen on the mark, Mike Malsevich. Cross on me. We're going to get into a little bit of the Asina situation. But I wanted one thing about the last caller, Eric from Seal Nation, Port Treverton. Great place in Port Treverton. If you'd like to gas up and get some excellent food, uh, stop down there. One of the things about the budget is the House of Representatives passed a budget. Democrats, majority in the House by one. Michael Stender from uh, Sunbury is now sitting in Linda Culver's old seat, but it's uh, 102-101 with the Dems ahead. So the Dems pass a budget. Senate's waiting on it. Governor Shapiro gets involved, and Governor Shapiro's comment was, okay, they passed a budget, and I'm paraphrasing, okay, now time to get down to negotiations and get a budget. <laughs> Which means he's not backing the Democratic House budget, so uh, so time will tell. So we're, he, we're he, also, he also proposed his budget yes. several weeks ago. Yeah, he right. proposed his budget. So the horse train's going on, but what's very interesting in Harrisburg and the folks who have been down there for 50, 60, 70 years were very complex to why this happened. The Senate had a week off last week. So that has not happened. Nobody can remember the Senate being off a week during budget negotiations. So uh, so time will tell. So either 
we're going to have a budget on the 29th, a day before, because the horse trading's been going on behind the scenes, but the insiders I have been able to sit with and share a uh, adult beverage are saying that uh, we probably will have a delayed budget, and they're looking at mid to late July. So so time will tell. Stay tuned. Yeah, and, and always, too, you, you, you know, when people say read the tea leaves, pick whatever terms you want to use. There, there are indicators that will tell you, and uh, the Senate being off is not a good indicator. Right, but right, right. Uh, I believe uh, Martin, Senator Martin, who was at a meeting, talked about some of their priorities. Uh, the Democrats have their priorities. One of the, one of the things is, uh, Mike, uh, and you're, you're in it, you're going to a meeting today, is the confusion on properly funding education. And when I say properly funding and understanding the priorities of education and what works and what doesn't work, because it seems like you get a groups who want more money to go at the same problems, and the problems still exist 10, 20 years later. Then you got other folks who say, hey, there's a, there, if we have choice and you create some competition, that will make education better. It creates a, a better atmosphere. Parents have choice to go to private schools or use vouchers or whatever that would be. So, again, I, I look at the funding of education is very confusing and the, confusing because the politics are so ingrained in it. You've got the teachers' unions and you've got the other sectors that are saying, listen, we need, we need a product in education that we can use in our communities and our businesses. Then you got groups that are saying, no, no, we just need more money. Well, more money seems not to be the answer. Right, right. And wasn't there just a, a Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling with regard to the funding formula, mm-hmm. making yes. trying to make it more equitable? Yeah. And if you look at how we fund education through property taxes, that, that is just archaic. And you would think then that each school district should hire somebody like yourself or myself or a public relations firm to recruit businesses, Chamber of Commerce is to recruit businesses so you can get an economic base to keep your education funding. Because these school districts that are losing people, meaning not just businesses, but then residents that are moving out, where are they going to get their tax base? You know, property taxes, you know, when, when do you say uncle on property taxes? Right, right. And not to add confusion, uh, the meeting <coughs> Ben made reference to is there's a uh, luncheon kind of information exchange with regard to the uh, Susquehanna Valley Community College uh, proposal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I figured I'd, uh, I've been following it from uh, the newspapers and radio, and I figured this is a time where I'll go and meet and, and listen and see what it's all about, and maybe I could help. Yeah, it's been a project that's been going on for so long that I don't know, do you do you circle the wagons and regroup? Do you just try to take a different avenue? You have proponents of it. However, uh, you've had uh, counties, and you've been through numerous different commissioners that have just said, no, we're, we're not interested, or are interested, you know, sell us on this, and there seems not to be a... Uh, a uh, organization to be able to sell this to the community. I mean, they get a lot, there's a lot of rah-rah behind it. And and my question, too, as I talked to Senator Martin and some of the other senators is, you know, when you talk about workforce development, Mike, in my mind, I mean, and, you know, call me archaic, call me out of touch, that's fine. But in my mind, workforce development starts from kindergarten 
to 12th grade. I mean, you educate people, and they can go out in the workforce if they choose, but they go out into the community and hopefully are positive for your community. Right, right. Uh, the organization does make reference to uh, the city or the region of uh, Erie, Pennsylvania being successful. In, yeah, that uh, seems to be the only one. And you know what Erie is? As Tom Ridge says when he's running for governor, I'm a congressman from that nobody's heard of from a place that nobody's been to. And I have said I've been to Erie a number of times, and Erie uh, got a lot of money from the governor's office at that time, and it's grown quite a bit. But Erie seems to be a positive, and uh, the community colleges, you know, they tout their, their record of success. However, is it, uh, is it for us here? You know, and should it be for us? And, and, and could it be a positive? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to learn and keeping an open mind. And, and it's uh, some interesting, even our, uh, you know, since we're on WKOK, I'm looking at the list of attendees uh, who will be there. And I don't know if the radio will be uh, covering it from a news perspective, but uh, Roger Haddon uh, is uh, on on the list here. Uh, Tom Rapon from McDonald's. Uh, so. It'd be interesting. Yeah, and one of the parts is, uh, I would I would say too, are we maximizing out our high schools? Are we maxing out our Votech schools? Are we getting the most out of them that then a community college can fit right into the equation of education and and, and add value to our area? Now we do have community colleges here in Luzerne and Lackawanna, so they are located uh, geographically, but there seems to be a big push to say, well, if we have our own, it will be better. Well, if it would be better, then then that should be a selling point that they should be able to sell. All right. You know. You're listening to On the Mark. Mike Molosevich is across from me. I am Ben Reikley. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our phone number Give us a call or you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. We look forward to the next hour, 9 o'clock hour, hour of power here on WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Ben Reikley. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Our producer is still in his seat, unlike at 831, uh, Mike, when he was jumping through the window. Right. <laughs> good morning. I'm Ben Reikley. Across from me, Mike Molosevich. Hey, buddy. Both of us from the Juniata College. And uh, you are listening to On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. I came in to do headlines. Yes, and we have a a special guest sitting in the wrong seat. He's very confused. But uh, we're going to go to news headlines. But let me first tell you that On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Check them out. Our number, 743-9565. Enlighten us. Mike uh, would like to be enlightened. I'm certainly uh, an enlightenable type of guy. I think Warren Zevon sang a little different. Then excitable boy, but I'll be an enlightable boy today. But we're going to go to news headlines, and uh, we're going to introduce the 
the Mark Lawrence. How you doing, buddy? Good. Yourself? Your show going okay? I think it is. We had a little uh, snafu, but we got through that. Never mention mistakes. That, I know. That's, that's the first true. law of broadcasting. I'm just, I'm just glad Rob didn't break the window. <laughs> Move on. That's, that's like when you're playing playing music. You just keep going. Just keep yeah. on going. Don't stop. Yeah, sounds keep good. Yeah. You mentioned the Susquehanna Valley Community Education Project. I'll be there at noon, so I will see you there. Okay. I have a quickie appointment. I'll step out for a short time, but then come back. So I'll be, but I'll be at that. We'll do some interviews. We're looking for some fine local business people up there to interview. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Look. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know some. <laughs> so yeah, we got great business people here in the studio today. Uh, ben Reichley, good good host today, and uh, he and two hundred of his closest friends co-own a business over in Sealands Grove. That's about four stories tall. But is that the <laughs> biggest building in Sealands Grove? Uh, almost. 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 Okay. Churches might have a taller yes. stuff spire, yes. and of course Mike Molosevich, Molosevich Environmental. He's been mayor of Lewisburg and a council member and just a real doer around here and uh, the second person in Lewisburg to buy an electric bicycle. So uh, <laughs> Sam Pearson was the first. Oh, okay. <laughs> she beat you by a couple months. Sam. So yeah, she's a good egg too. So alright, well here are some very brief news headlines. It was a Snyder County man who was killed in that Tuesday crash along Route 11 in Monroe Township, Snyder County. Killed was 35-year-old Carl Eisworth of Monroe Township, Snyder County. Deputy Coroner Lance Kramer told WKOK Eisworth died at the scene due to blunt force trauma. State police not disclosing any other details about that crash. Some Valley residents say they won't stop until the proposed Encina Plastics plant is gone. Sandy Heim of Sunbury, a Save Our Susquehanna member, tells us that they are concerned about the plant's unproven technology. Their prototype plant, we could not find it. We couldn't find any permitting for it. Well, Tuesday night, the prototype plant doesn't exist. They have a lab somewhere. Their process is being tested in phases, which I feel we need to test the whole process. And Cena told WKOK earlier they do have a process demonstration unit in Texas, and Cena will be on our On the Mark program next Tuesday if you'd like to hear some of their latest information and their responses to maybe some of the questions of those residents. After a meeting of the Commonwealth Drought Task Force this week, the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection has declared a statewide drought watch. Residents and businesses are encouraged to voluntarily conserve water by reducing their non-essential water use. Some of DEP's suggestion, set up a rain barrel to be ready to repurpose rain when it does fall. Check for and repair any household leaks in your water system. Sweep your sidewalk deck and driveway with a broom instead of a hose. Skip car washing if you can. Uh, Some business car washes use recycle water, and that conserves water. And water your garden less often are some of the suggestions. We have the rest of the suggestions at WKOK.com. One of them is do not wash your hair as often. So... Huh. Can can you do that, Ben? Do you think would that kill you? Okay, I got I got that covered. Okay, there you go. That's right. Yeah. Receding hairline for folks that don't know. Everybody who sits in that chair has less hair, so what, I, it might be a trend. Uh, what do we uh, owe the rain to then this morning? Um, well, it's normal. Now we're actually in a normal pattern now, according to yeah. our meteorologist. This is all perfectly normal, minus the three quarters of an inch deficit we already have. It's a okay. fast moving low pressure system that is moving uh, from west to east. Oh, okay. <laughs> there. 
That's that's the real uh, answer. Okay, we don't have to, we don't have to pay him. We have to pay AccuWeather, but we don't have to pay Mike. He gets a stipend. <laughs> All right. Uh, WHTM is reporting that there's a lawsuit filed by the Pennsylvania Dairymen's Association that claims a Camp Hill company is still using their farm show milkshake trademark that they once had permission to use. The Pennsylvania Dairymen's Association milkshakes at the farm show usually rank as one of the most popular attractions there, and they, as you might imagine, are called Farm Show Milkshake. Well, believe it or don't, they have a trademark on that and have since 1953. The lawsuit filed in federal court alleges that R.C. Her Company, which had permission up to and including 2017 to sell state Farm Show Milkshakes all over the states, but that contract expired, but uh, Her continues to, not Kevin Her, but the Her mm. Dairy in Camp Hill continues to sell Farm Show Milkshakes, uh, despite the fact that Dairyman's Association told them to cease and desist, and now they're going to shake up the milkshake. Well, no, business. it's not. Uh, it's not. The, it's the most uh, talked about product mm-hmm. down at the farm show. I mean, you, you you have two locations, and you can. Uh, I mean, there's lines at Disney that are shorter than the farm show milkshake. <laughs> right. that, that's how good these milkshakes are. Mm-hmm. These milkshakes are better than the $5 milkshakes in Pulp Fiction. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> and, well, I, the, and I did catch your pun. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes this should shake up the business. Uh, I, it do, they don't affect me anymore. So. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're used to it. Uh, and believe it or don't, Her Dairy set up their website is farmshowmilkshakes.com. That's the URL. So now that dairymen are even They're going to have to change to milkshakes at the farm show. Something like that, I guess. So, Okay. And finally, uh, imagine getting banned from Facebook and not having any idea why all of those memories and photos gone. It prompted one guy in Georgia to sue, and he won. His politics got him in trouble on Facebook, but this time he couldn't get into his account to file an appeal. He couldn't get a human on the phone either, and like a, so, like a good lawyer, he sued. A judge awarded him $50,000 for Facebook's negligence of not returning his message. It's been five months, and he has been paid, but his pro, and his Profile as backup. Face told him. Uh, Facebook told him actually his account was hacked, and that it wasn't them. <laughs> that they weren't negligent, and they weren't running a terrible company after all. Well, they didn't blame it on a computer. They didn't blame it on. Or they did blame a it hacker. on a computer then, but they did, at least they didn't blame it on COVID. Well, we have a big hacking situation in the world right now. Mm-hmm. With uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I heard that on the radio this morning. The Russian terrorists are hacked into Johns Hopkins and a bunch of other places. Yeah. Federal Pentagon and a bunch of other places. No. So. Are they state-sponsored, or are they just rogue? And we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, we do not know. But the, uh, let's see, maybe they don't have any anti-spyware on their computer. At least we have a free version on this one. So uh, I'll tell you what, for the young folks who want to uh, look at the IT landscape, uh, look at uh, look at cybersecurity, because mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, huge needs for that in the future, and at some point uh, we will just have security on top of security on top of security. <laughs> so so you, won't even be able, you won't even be able to get into your own computer. Except on the southern border. We're going to try to keep that open. Yes, yes we will. So Alright, guys, okay, have a good show. Then. Thanks okay, for all you're doing. More all right. you guys. Turn my mic off after I get we, up. We certainly will. Thanks, guys. Mark Lawrence with the news. And again, On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Phone number for On the Mark, 743-9565. And remember, Sunbury Motor Company, 4th Street Sunbury, you have uh, Hyundais and Fords and used and big trucks. Mark is looking at the...
convertibles. He's looking at those Mustang convertibles for him in April for the summer. But then uh, you can go over on the uh, Strip and uh, talk to uh, the Kia guys, and uh, you can buy over there. Go see Austin over there, and uh, you can get a Kia. And remember, see Jeff Clock or see Austin, depends where you buy a car. If you test drive a car and you buy it within 48 hours, you get a, you get a, a lunch at Penn's Tavern or the Sunbury Sub Shop. So, Mike, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. So good. Okay, let's get into Encina. So, uh, groups look around the country. They have some basic needs for their uh, businesses. Uh, water is a, a big need in, in some of the uh, segments of industry, as we've seen over the years. Right. Uh, so a company down in Texas has some, uh, and, and I, I understand this to a degree, sitting and talking to people, they have a some technology that can take end-of-life plastics and put them into some form that they are going to be somewhat suitable to be on Earth. Uh, is that a fair statement that you understand it? I <clears throat> I don't know where that's going, <clears throat> but there, yeah, there's there's a lot of un- unanswered questions, and probably going to be a lot more questions that may or may not be answered. And we, and for those who may have just joined us, uh, some of them that we were just kicking around earlier were. Where is the funding going to be coming from, and are the uh, organizations who are financing this project going to be asking similar questions because it gets down to business and it gets down to making sure they get their return on investment? Who is this company? Is it a privately held corporation? Is it a publicly traded corporation? Is there a board of directors? Who are the board of directors? And and like I, I think the uh, the folks uh, and the citizens have raised some legitimate questions with regard to the processing, the prototype. Where is the prototype? How successful was the prototype? And is going from a small prototype to such a large scale is that's a pretty big jump. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, so yeah. And, and the chemicals that uh, uh, some people had mentioned on, on the radio is a, is a b- b- group of chemicals that are known as volatile organic compounds, VOCs for short. And uh, those are pretty common in uh, another common product that we uh, all use, and it's called uh, petroleum. Mm-hmm. Uh, benzene, toluene, ethyl benzene, xylene, naphthalene, uh, et, et cetera. And DEP is, it hasn't weighed in on this yet either, and, and they will have uh, a role in this, I am sure, from the uh, permitting perspective, especially when it comes to storage of these chemicals, which are hazardous substances and are, and are regulated substances, that if they're stored in above-ground storage tanks, uh, those will have to be permitted and reviewed with regard to uh, leak protection and uh, that oh, whole yeah. that whole aspect. So there, there's a, a long process in this. Okay, so Mike, uh, I'm sitting down in Texas. Uh, I've sat in. Uh, I can say this: some of the meetings where you look to expand a business and you look to go to a location and you do some things. Some of it is uh, you're doing business there from a location that's a little farther away, but you're you're taking that and you're seeding it. You're seeding the market, and then you find out, okay, the market likes your product, your services. So then you say, we need to locate there. So they're down in Texas. They start to pick places. They come up with Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, 
usually West Virginia gets this type of thing first because the environmental things maybe skew a little bit. Uh, so they look at, you, you go through, you look at the business climate, you look at anymore, you look at the legal scenarios going on. So they pick central Pennsylvania. Now people say, oh, that's great. They're coming here. They want to do this. You see the warehouses all up 81, down 83, out 78. Now you see the signs in Dillsburg that says, don't warehouse our Dillsburg. I don't know if that's that sounds like a Roger Moore movie <laughs> almost. But uh, anyway, uh, now uh, some people say, oh, that's great. It's economic development. Then other people say, oh, geez, why are we so lucky? So uh, years ago, as we go back to last century, we had a uh, potential, potential factory that was going to burn tires. All right. So is this uh, 2.0 tire incinerator? It sounds very similar. Okay. Uh, right, right. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, but, but, Mike, when you have... I would say high paid, but hopefully if they're high paid, they're competent people. You start to put this together saying, okay, A location will be this, B location will be this, C location will be this, and here's the hurdles or here's the potholes. So can you fill in the potholes or can you lower the hurdles to get your business in? This group has stumbled and bumbled right out of the gate. Right. And they did a lot of work because all of a sudden if you have a tower or building that's a little higher and you need a variance, okay, that's one thing. But it seems to their their public relations has been just not, uh, I would say, not up to snuff. Yeah. And two other quick points. Uh, one is, again, you would think they might start in smaller baby steps with a yes. maybe a smaller plant that might not have garnered so much uh, attention uh, that's the, the scale is 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 a, a concern that's that's one thing and getting back to uh, public relations i thought it was an interesting move uh, with their announcement in the local news of uh, a miltonian uh, Joe Morales, I believe, no, as, a, yeah, a, as, as a regional. That con- that's the conduit for their region. Right, right, right. For and, our region. And, and I think Mark mentioned that uh, a representative will be on the radio. I don't know if it's yeah, going to be on this this yeah. program. Okay, Tuesday on the mark. He'll 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 come in as a uh, white bread and cheese, and we'll see if Mark uh, grills him, and Joe serves him tomato soup. But uh, it'll be how long all- have you been waiting <laughs> to serve that <laughs> metaphor? <laughs> I have them all. Hey, you know, tip your waiters and waitresses, bartenders. Try the uh, try the liver and onions, and I'm here till Thursday. But uh, no, you're listening to on the. Mark, sponsored by Sunbury Motor Company. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, join us at 743-9565. This is No Text Friday. No Text Friday. But you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Okay. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, we are back on the mark. Ben Reichley as host in the catbird seat. Mike Molisevich across as co-host. And we have an email we're going to read, Mike, and that is from Danville. And it's about what we were talking about in Cena. And it says, I'm surprised the Danville officials are not more concerned about the traffic congestion. Hundreds of trucks will be coming in. Well, if it's hundreds of trucks, that's a lot. So even 50 trucks would be a lot. They'll come down 80, down through Danville at that horrendous intersection that's never been, and I don't think they can change that intersection at 54, and then come over to Norian. I paraphrase that. The part I would say is they would probably come down off of 80, either off the new bridge down through Winfield or down 180 into Norrie as well as through Danville. So uh, that's part of that. And to finish up, the pollution risk is another serious concern. Smoking dam draws water from the river, don't they? Yes. But I would tell the emailer and the folks around there is something up across from Danville called Merck. Oh, right. And if you've ever noticed, sometimes the West Branch and the North Branch, when they meet together at the point, oh, yeah. in Norway, you can sort of see a, a line that tells us there's maybe a little bit more going on up here or over here right, right. or the runoff or the mud, and you can sort of see the line. So uh, don't think uh, that there isn't, hasn't been stuff coming down from uh, the North Branch. You can really see that if you work with uh, aerial photographs, especially yes. historic aerial photographs. But uh, what's the status of Merck? Well, they were moving to shut down, and uh, we will uh, have to have Mark Lawrence uh, get on that, or Matt Cottrell to get on to see where is Merck. Merck uh, sort of flies underneath the radar quite a bit. Right. And remember, Merck is not a Montour County company. It is a Northumberland County company. So it's uh, right, right. Very, very interesting to uh, see how uh, how those companies have been. Merck has been uh, positive for the area in a lot of ways and uh, maybe, uh, like I said, some concerns. But for the people thinking about Encina, uh, think about what has been up the river for a number of years. Well, the thought that just ran across my mind <clears throat> was if that's the plan f- for Merck, there's going to be an interesting repurposing yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's, uh, let's move and see across the river facility. I'm not suggesting that, <laughs> but uh, vacant and indu- well, you know, that's what I do yes. for a living. Is uh, do, you think, do you think they'd pass the environmental phase one? <laughs> I like to think they ran a good operation. I well, never yeah. I never did any work over there. Came close to uh, one project related to tanks, but uh, I guess they said no tanks. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, people have to realize that uh, there is opportunities, uh, or, or I'm sorry, economics, uh, economies of scale, and those bring different opportunities right. for economics. <clears throat> and some things, you know, like there's a big project going on in the water in- works industry called lead pipe replacement, the replacing lead pipes, and they start to look at these lead pipes over the years. And, you know, lead paint is not a bad thing. Lead paint used 
in residential areas, used in certain areas, isn't needed. But lead paint can be used in other places, and it would be great, especially maritime. But on the other hand, if you look at the numbers, on certain things, you Mike, you'd have to have two or three gallons of water a day for 60 or 70 years to get the lead levels. Now, somebody says, well, any type of lead is is bad. Well, the reality is we're not going to go live in caves anymore. So when you come into the world as a, as a ute and uh, you're suckling on your mother's uh, feeding areas, you uh, think you're going to take on some risks in life. So uh, when you when you look at the environment and you live it, there's some risk and reward. You want to have safe communities, but on the other hand, we're not going to do the Jerry Seinfeld bubble boy. We're not going to live in a, in, a, in a bubble, or we're not going to be bubble wrapped the rest of our lives. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Someone please call in. <laughs> hey, I, I, I wanted to get back to you were in the news uh, just recently with your uh, uh, company, LB Water. So you completed a big building. Mm -hmm. Uh, I congratulate you. That was very uh, noble and looked very impressive. And I like the fact that it was downtown uh, and and not on a green field. So uh, good job. And uh, yeah, that that was was impressive. uh, Our CFO, Mike Schaefer, was the captain behind that ship and the board of directors got behind and they they built a building. They took some uh, property. The school district should be happy because now they have a uh, little bit larger tax base. The, the county should be happy, a little bit larger tax base. And it's a company that's uh, grown quite a bit and uh, has done some uh, positive things in an industry that people don't realize. So. Does the building have any unique environmental features from a water perspective, energy, yeah, yeah, renewable? Did, did the, the energy stuff, did the green seals, or they're looking to get those those things certified. Uh, also, our receptionist has a nice bowl of uh, not only... Uh, uh, milk chocolate, but dark chocolate and uh, chocolate with almonds. So, uh, yeah, there's there's some unique features there. Okay. So, but uh, there. Uh, anyway, you're listening on the mark. Sunbury Motor Company, seven four three nine five six five. Mike Molosevich, environmental expert. If you have consultant, an if you have a question, you can give him a call. I am Ben Reichley. One of the things that uh, we will talk about, we'll go back to our first caller, or one of our first callers, is the uh, the I-95 project in Philly, right. which we've seen that before, as you talked about, and that gets into truck safety. And the other part, too, is, you know, Mike, when we look at trucking, you look at railroad, which we've seen the rails have some problems, especially in East right, Palestine, right. Ohio. Inter- interesting. Two incidents yes. on opposite ends of the state. Do pipelines make a lot of sense? When you can put uh, put products in pipelines and move them at a pretty efficient level, where they're not in a rail car and they're not on a tractor trailer, right? And there are a lot of pipelines, and most people don't realize that. Just like when most people go to a gas station, don't realize that they're standing on uh, a few thousand gallons of petroleum underneath uh, their feet uh, in underground tanks. So a lot of petroleum is moved uh, by pipeline and is stored un- underground. But uh, yes, uh, the I-95 project is going to be an interesting one to follow, just because of its location and its congestion that it's uh, creating. But hopefully from crisis comes opportunity and some uh, improvements and some other safety concerns can uh, come from that. Well, the 
information signs on the turnpike yesterday, which I was on from uh, oh Harrisburg over to Reading, you saw caution signs, I-95 uh, delays. Uh, we're seeing the people now work, even going over to New Jersey and coming back and forth. So, uh, again, uh, one of the callers talked about the governor being down there. Well, that, that's what governors should be able to do. And, uh, again, uh, you know, Governor Shapiro uh, is, is taking information from the people in the industry on how to either do a quick fix to get a long-term fix or, hey, let's do a little bit longer fix to have a long-term fix before, you know, a year, before right. nine months. So uh, we, right, will, right, we will right. certainly see. One, one of the things, too, is how we build roads, where we build roads, and do we build roads that are sustainable for X amount of years, be it concrete, be it asphalt. What beddings do you use? Uh, Pennsylvania has a unique road system, and they have something called freeze-thaw, but it's not that undifferent to places like Maryland, West Virginia, Ohio, Jersey, New York, but we seem to have uh, an oops in our road system. However, if you look at what the feds do when they put out specs, is they want they want Interstate 80 spec the same from the Delaware water gap to the Ohio border. However, the geography doesn't doesn't allow you to do that right. in an efficient manner. So that's one of the things we run into. Getting back to I-95, uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure what percentage of the fuel, I think it was gasoline mm-hmm. uh, tanker, burned versus spilled. And there's also going to have to be an environmental remediation uh, component to that reconstruction before they start construction. And hopefully uh, not much or any of it got into the, the waterway. So there's a that that component, which I'll probably, well, the whole project's going to be inter- interesting to follow. Uh, but getting back to the uh, the drought uh, notice today, I think is is important. My first reaction to that was a little late. This this drought seemed like it was well in the making uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, we had a very light w- winter with regard to snow, practically no snow. Uh, what's whatsoever so so there was no snowpack and then there was no uh, rain for a mm-hmm. while and it was pretty obvious when you drove around uh, our agricultural and farmland area things were not green they were pretty stark and brown and yellow looking uh, so I don't well, know. Well, they were almost army green, that fatigue green. They were, they were, uh-huh. yeah, they weren't green like you would have in the spring. Right. And have you seen any corn coming up? Uh, so I don't know if uh, whoever announced this drought, if they were a little uh, late and asleep at the switch, but it seemed pretty obvious. To Two me. weeks ago, we talked about it on the show, and we and I thought the governor should get ahead of this. And, exactly, uh, and they did. But the one of the things too, talking to a, uh, a great. Great, great local family who's farmed this area for 70, 80 years, uh, the Hummel family, talking to uh, John Hummel, and he they had to plow under some uh, crops and replant because of this drought. It, so Yes, seed was not sprouting. Yes, yes so we look at that. Right now, looking at our um, 
<clears throat> our local paper, which I believe you serve to bring some common sense to this. Well, <laughs> I hope you can. <laughs> can you get them to read their paper and maybe edit no, it sometimes? They're, they're doing a good job. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, we're almost five inches uh, below the norm, whatever the norm is called. And uh, yesterday there was a trace. But uh, no, I, I would agree with you. We have to look at that and be, be on front. But if you look at the creeks and you look at the river, uh, talking to some boaters, they understand that things are things are a little uh, little down than what they should be. Right. I, I've noticed it from a, a paddling, canoeing, kayaking perspective. I haven't been out on the water yet this year, except uh, a week ago I went out on the, the Lehigh River where uh, they have periodic releases from the dam that is upstream. But in doing some uh, bicycling in the Bald Eagle State Forest, I was bicycling in late winter and there were some mountain streams flowing, but there was no snowpack. Think about it. Years ago, when w- in April into May, in the Bald Eagle State Forest, in some ridges, there would still be snow melting, mm-hmm. well, and and we we had none, and so things weren't good, and they didn't get any better. So yeah, they I think they could have been. Well, you look at the Canadian fires, and you look yeah, at the snowpack, yeah. but then look at California. Now you look at the uh, regeneration of, of wa- the lakes are now back up to a, almost normal and above normal right. out there because they had the snowpack, and that's the sickle effect. And is it El Nino? Is it El Nino? Is it El... Climate? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but anyway, you're listening on the mark. Phone number 743-9565. Join myself and Mike Molosevich. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can find them at sunburymotors.com. This is back in your hands, little uh, eagles. I think uh, Rob, victim of love. Was that Joe Walsh on guitar? I think Joe Walsh. Better known for the James Gang, but James playing, gang. yeah, but playing a little victim of love. So uh, I think there's a great drum solo that you cut off there, Rob. Sorry about that, but that's uh, okay. On the mark, Mike. Let's go to the phones. You asked for callers. You got them, and I believe Bill from Bloomsburg. Bill, you are on the mark. Hey. With that chemical plant, just playing the devil's advocate, like everybody in Shemokin Dam, right? Like they should say, like, what happens if you know they drink the the, the waters filtered through that river and whatnot? That you get negative testing. Like, is that company going to bring in tankers? Like, being the devil advocate, like even if that place would catch on fire, that the projected volume of plastic that they're projecting like hundreds of trucks or I believe a day or if that place would ever catch on fire and it to be downwind or the, the magnitude of what could go wrong and the unknown because they I guess they uh, built a little little model of a plant in Texas and then they come out and say oh this 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 could be done at this this small scale model, but let's go like magnify that by two hundred times and build this huge plant and the 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 equipment and all, like just the, what they they, they want to do like plastic. If anybody who lives out in the country and your neighbor built somehow their uh, Allen jugs get in the, the burner 
and and you smell that that's like toxic like that's just like one maybe one or two gallons of uh, uh plastic now you magnifying that by 100 100 truckloads of plastic burning i mean it, it's it's it'd be well, worse than that train derailment times 200 well, yeah. One of the things, Bill, though, they, they, they. I don't know them having a plant. I know them having a laboratory or laboratory in uh, San Antonio, Texas, that they're doing this texting on. But also, two, uh, three mile island. No, they built a little down. scale model down there to say that it could be done. I was well, nobody has. Okay, nobody has seen the scale model. And what I understand from some people who have a little bit of understanding is that it's a, it's it's a it's in a laboratory or maybe it's in a small warehouse so may, so maybe scale model needs to be defined and also how about some video and show um, I, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, they've been less than forthcoming and they're trying to circle the wagons a little bit but also to uh, to your comment though there's a number of plants in this area that could be hit by lightning or blow up that would have an effect on our community right and that, that's true but the, 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 the magnitude of what they're talking about far exceeds that by hundreds of times and well, it's a china a chinese back company uh, well, if it's a Chinese back company, they haven't told us. And uh, but if it is, then then it is. But uh, again, you know, Merck could have a uh, horrific spill of some sort, and it would affect everybody downstream. But also, when from a regulator uh, now, I don't. I'm not a regulator from the DEP government perspective. <clears throat> but when you have chemicals or petroleum on site, the amount that you store triggers various regulatory reviews, permits and emergency preparation plans. So you have to have those in place. Those plans have to be approved by DEP, county agencies, and also shared so that should and if there is an event, that plan could go into place in order to minimize and mitigate and reduce the downstream uh, effects. For example, there is a a tank farm up in South Williamsport. Uh, We got Mm -hmm. a few gallons of tank, uh, of uh, above ground tank storing fuel. That facility has to have an emergency prepared plan so that should there be a release, downstream users of the water are notified, DEPs notified, and various fish commission, DCNR. Everyone goes into Susquehanna River Basin. Everyone goes into into effect, and that hasn't even started because the plan hasn't even gotten that far for. Uh, yeah, and, and Bill, also when you're in a manufacturing plant like this, you have on water testing that is consistently done uh, at every. Uh, I want to say, Mike, you know this. Every manufacturing level. I mean, every segment. If you're seven to three, you test that water. If you're three to eleven, so depending on that, there's on site, as Mike talked about. There's on site safety regulations that have to be met. How would you feel living in Smoking Dam knowing that you got to drink from that that, well, that water? Well, yeah, but Bill, you're you're looking I, at you're looking at in that town you're, should be in an uprising or well, hold, hold, hold it, hold it. You're looking at Merck. How do you feel drinking the stuff that comes from Merck? Because they test the water before it comes down. So I, I'm not sure your your point. I mean, not in my backyard. So okay, you're in Bloomsburg. How do you feel about drinking the water that's coming down uh, from uh, Wilkesbury Scranton? 
Not too good. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. then, then maybe that's bottled water, right, and that's right. why there's well, I, I have filtered water. Companies. I mean, I would shower in it. But uh, oh, like, overall, you know, I'd have to say that the quality of water in the river has improved yes. o- over the years with uh, some communities <laughs> back in the 70s and early I mean, 80s, finally getting wastewater yes. treatment plants. But there's a lot of discharges that go into the river. I mean, even the, the, the farm fields, you get uh, the chemicals from... Uh, well, you get run off. You, get, with, you get run off in ag, and that's what the uh, state of Maryland. Uh, that's one of the lawsuits and one of the negotiations going on is how does the state, how's the agricultural business of Pennsylvania affect the state of Maryland in the Chesapeake Bay? So, uh, no, that's you know agriculture. Agriculture is as much as uh, communities. Businesses need to understand uh, what their what their discharges is into tributaries. But uh, yeah, no. just, yeah, it's just the, the, the projected volume that they're when they're up and running full speed, and say that they get they, they get their so-called hundred or trucks a day, like they're going to be lined up, like down the highway. Well, they're going to be lined and up. And say the plant hold- shuts down, then you got say it's down for a day or two, then you got like three, four hundred trucks down the highway, uh, the, just waiting to get in there. Well, <laughs> they, they could, but uh, Bill, appreciate the call, and I'm sure uh, Mark and Joe will look for you next week. Have a good weekend. Uh, one of the things too, if there's trucks lined up, Mike, in those things, I think the uh, that uh, that Mexican restaurant there on uh, on Eleven could uh, open up a drive-through, and uh, the uh, the El Rancho could open up a drive-through if those trucks are going to be lined up, and those truckers can come in and get food while they wait and keep going, right? Can become El Trucco. <laughs> yes, exactly. And somebody asked me. El Rancho, Mexican restaurant? No, no, it says El Rancho, which we sent some young college kids one time. They wanted Mexican food. I sent them up to the El Rancho. They went in. They asked for the Mexican menu, and the people said, we're not a Mexican restaurant. The young guy goes, college student goes, well, it says El Rancho. Anyway. I, I caramba. Yes, so anyway. But uh, you're listening on the Mark Rick. Take the last break of the day and uh, come back and finish strong. We have a uh, couple issues that we'll, uh, we'll get into. On got an email posting there. We do got an email. We will, we will read that when we get back. But you're listening to On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can find the Sunbury Motor Company at sunburymotors.com. You are listening to WKOK Sunbury. Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door, and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Not 
sure, but we're listening on the mark, and I believe that was Alice Cooper. Oh, was that schools out? Okay, I guess schools are out. So schools out for summer. Alice Cooper, boy, very good golfer. Very good golfer. Uh, Mr. Cooper is, I believe, very good friends with, uh, I want to say Eli Ping, but uh, one, of the, one of the golf manufacturers. So, uh, quick email. It's definitely dry. I have corn and lima beans that are laying dormant in my garden for weeks. Both are now coming up since there's been a little rain, but there's definitely lots of field corn that is up and doing well in spite of the dry conditions. We have corn that is six to eight feet tall, and we're not inches. one of the. Oh, I'm sorry, six to eight feet inches. inches. Sorry, oops, got to get the classes there. Tall, and we're not one of the earliest in the field. So, isn't it uh, um, knee high by Fourth of July? Something like that, right? Okay, right, right. So that's going to be that's going to be the issue. So, uh, oh, speaking of farms, uh, I'm, I'm do a little plug for the uh, Noel Spangler Farm. Uh, in Union County, they're doing their annual uh, uh, historical uh, event um, tomorrow on on Saturday. So, uh, if you're in the area, that might be something to uh, check out. Ooh. So that would be held at. Uh, it's uh, near New Berlin. Uh, it, it's it's in the daily item, and if I'm sure if you uh, uh, searched it, you can find a little information and okay. directions. Noel Spangler. Okay, let's go to the call. Jim from Schmokin, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen, and I like listening to uh, both you gentlemen. Thank well, you. What thank do you. you think of the Schmokin Creek pollution? Well, I would say that Shemokin Creek has improved uh, tremendously, uh, which was like the point I had made uh, earlier. Uh, unfortunately, in, in my early life and growing up in, in that area, there were no wastewater treatment plants. <laughs> right. And so that has been an improvement. Uh, the water quality has improved. The acid mine drainage is still uh, influencing that. There are some good organizations over there uh, ad- addressing that, and there have been some prototype uh, mm. uh, uh, treatment, uh, natural treatment mm-hmm. systems uh, in, in the area. Bucknell has been involved in, in some of those. So it has been improved. More work to be done. Are you involved at any of those organizations? No, sir. I'm retired. Okay. Well, well I, I used they, to work for Cole Township Municipality. No, oh, good. Okay. And, uh, then, then you know what a corp stop is, and you've probably run a water line or two, right? Right. Uh, actually, uh, actually, 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 one of my early jobs was for the Cole Township Municipality. Wow. They, they, yes. they had a leaking tank, uh, gas tank up in Wood Street at their municipal, oh, yeah. at their municipal garage. <laughs> right. Uh, so we, but we got it all cleaned up and got it taken care of. But I do like listening to you, Ben and Mike, and that night. I uh, really like Mike when you uh doing one uh, a couple weeks ago when you were doing that there uh project up here. Oh the 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 historic Sanborn fire oh, insurance. Yeah. Were, were, did you attend that? No, but I wish I could have got to it. All right, well maybe we'll do mm-hmm. another one. Yeah, uh, have to do another one and Jim if you attend that one, Mike will take you for lunch at the Coney Island. Oh, okay. I like that place. I used to know the Owner really good, Helen. Well, okay. actually, after my event, <laughs> speaking of it wasn't lunch, I went to the Lost Mind uh, bar and restaurant and brewery in Shemokin. So, oh, yeah, uh, F and S. 
Uh, no, well, no, uh, the, Bur- the Lost Mine, they make their own. Oh, okay. Right, right. But we covered FNS uh, in the, uh, the the map presentation. Yeah, but, but Jim, would you have any FNS beer steins by chance? No, I don't. Okay, you don't have any of those beer trays that say FNS. I wish though. I did. Oh, okay. And I could have had a lot of them years ago. Okay, well, that's a... Uh, that's a There's uh, one out there in front of Earl's. Uh, the meat mark or the meat uh, market up here, F and S and that. And, well, uh, well, it sounds like we got to send our uh, somebody broadcasting salespeople over to Schmokin so they can get uh, some of these businesses uh, on the air since we're we're promoting them at big. But Jim, we appreciate the call thanks. and appreciate your comments. And I guess you hear our rescue dog from Northumberland. Yeah, sounds very good. Uh, She's a little female Biggle. Well, beware of little females. They have, uh, they bark, and they, uh, as long as they don't bite. Right. Okay. No, thank- she don't bite. She's very friendly. Well, good. She's well, three years old. Thank you, Jim. Well, thank you for the call, Jim. Thank you, gentlemen, and happy Father's Day. Well, thank oh, you, Thank you, too, thank you very much. Again, though, talking about there, there's where environmental practices can come back, and, and it's amazing, I would say. So the, the largest polluter of the world is the world itself. When you got natural oil leaks, you got volcanoes going up, fluorocarbons, you have that. But if you look at the history of the world, it reheals itself. Uh, there might be a little scar tissue here and there. So again, then, how does the practice of mankind come into play? But if you look at the natural oil leaks, and you look how everything comes back, uh, but you know, look at what uh, positives you can have on something like right. uh, Schmokin Creek. Yeah, we we all have an impact. We 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 are all consumers, and we are all generators of waste. And it, I guess it becomes a matter of degree. So let's do something. Go native. Yep, Mike and enjoyed it. Let's do it again. Okay, uh, Ben. Listen on the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Get those lunch coupons. You coupons. test drive and you buy. You you eat at Penn's Tavern or the Sunbury Sub Shop. But uh, again, appreciate uh, Mike you coming in. You're welcome. Uh, happy Father's Day Thank for you. those fathers over the weekend. Uh, you're listening on The Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company and WKOK Sunbury.